Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. John was going through some boxes and then he comes over to me and he goes, did you know you have this? And it's the fucking NES cartridge for Kid Icarus. I was like, what? That's fucking dope, dude. I was like, oh shit, now I just need the NES. Right. (laughs) Like the original. You can actually get one for pretty cheap. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I was thinking that. Like, I was like, oh, I could get that. And then it had the whole like, and we had. I think I remember they were selling because remember the you you could they only came in the, the really shitty boxes. Yeah. And like Nintendo had their own Nintendo branded plastic covers that you could put in. I remember we put some of those games in there. Those uh, are really hard to find now too. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I was like going, oh man, that's why I was like, I gotta send this to Adam. <laughs> yeah. I love and hate that game at the same time. I know, time. that's that was that was what he goes. Is it uh, he goes, he goes, I go, this is a game you love and hate at the same time. Like right. equal measure. Like you equal measure. But it is but it's it's hard enough that you just you try to figure out how to beat it because it becomes like that whole conspiracy theory, you know, obsession, you know, the, the whiteboard and the push pins going all around, you know, the board that's like you, you're playing that game when you're not playing the game. You can get the action. Oh no, here we go. Nintendo entertainment NES console, three games tested 50 bucks. Jeez. I'd pay, I'd pay 50 bucks for that. Oh Yeah. You know, just to have, because you know you fucking, that's geek cred, right? Someone rocking a house and they're just sitting on the couch chilling. They look under the t- t- TV and they're like, wait a minute, you got an NES hobby? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and you're playing like Kid Icarus or like Contra or something along that lines, you know? It's like, what the fuck? Oh, oh shit. This one has the NES, um, the top loader. Oh, <laughs> those things were goofy looking, dude. <laughs> And they, you know why the top loader sucked is because back then we all had entertainment centers oh, yeah. and the game console fit inside a slot. Yeah. So that thing was like, it was stupid. You had to put it on the damn floor. <laughs> like now it's whatever, but I don't know. I wouldn't mind having an NES again. Those are fucking great. I love too. It's like, don't blow into the cartridge. Motherfucker, that's how it works. Like that's right. <laughs> you got to blow into the cartridge. You're either blowing into the cartridge or blowing into the, uh, into the uh, machine itself. 
And then you can have a um, the aftermarket scenes pretty dope. Like you could buy a new pin connector and all oh, that. Right. And they're super easy. I've fixed like three of them. Oh, really? So, like friends, they'll come by and be like, I don't know what's wrong with it. And it's like, well, I, I had a couple broken ones. I'm like, let me see if I could find a part. <laughs> <laughs> they come in there. It's all wrapped in a blanket. Like, I don't know what's wrong with it. It doesn't seem to be working right. Leave it. You're, you're, you're <laughs> fixing on it and the, your wife's holding their hand like, it's going right. to be okay. It's going to be okay. Nurse Riley, I need a Phillips head stat. <laughs> <laughs> I, need, I need an great. oil trip right now. <laughs> Holy shit. Wait a minute. Hold up. Wait a minute. Nintendo NES console. Oh, okay. So he has a NES console just stacks of fucking games behind it, but he's only selling the... Uh, Duck hunting two controllers with a gun for one thirty. I was about to be like, I'll buy that whole thing. One thirty, shit. It's over like a hundred games right there. Yeah, for hundred thirty, be like, oh, give me all them for real. Then get the Super NES because you need that Super Star Wars, Super Empire Strikes Back. Yep. Super uh, Secrets of Mana. Shit. We going back? Super Mario Brothers. Chrono Trigger. (laughs) Oh my God, Chrono Trigger. Chrono Trigger was a mind fuck for a kid, dude. Like <laughs> that time for that game was so perfectly done. A lot of people say that's the best Square um, SquareSoft game back there in the nineties. <laughs> that was the best RPG. <laughs> I love how you're going back. SquareSoft, baby. <laughs> SquareSoft. And then when you were talking about Nintendo earlier, like yeah, SquareSoft. I mean, I mean Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, welcome everybody to Other Lazy Geeks. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. All right. So this is our big E3 2019 recap, as we do every year. Uh, But before we head into some of that, just got a couple little things. Uh, First off, it's a day late because uh, we actually all forgot it was Father's Day on Sunday. Yeah. And, you know, and I guess Adam wanted to do shit with his kids or something like that. Yeah. I'm Um, like a dad and shit, you know, um so yeah that was fun <laughs> it was i was watching uh uh last week tonight and they were they were saying how uh news uh how newscasters want to celebrate father's day and each clip was a a clip of one of the guys going i just want my family to leave me alone for an hour eight hours you know that's that's all they wanted yeah. was just to be able to watch the game with or without the family actually without the family you know it's just getting getting time by themselves one thing I, I do like is that whole little fad of we should make Father's Day a second Mother's Day. That died real quick. <laughs> it died right on the vine. Like, that's fucking bullshit. <laughs> I took personal offense. I was like, what the fuck? What's funny is I was watching, um, was it somebody said, they go, oh, yeah, Mother's Day. Let's take mom out to dinner. And they go, Father's Day. I'm still expected to cook, um, heat up the barbecue and, you know, cook all that shit. Right, I still got to work. And it was funny, too, because I was productive as fuck on Father's Day. I cleaned out the van. Um, I mean, no one asked me to, but I was like, it just needs to get done. I cleaned the room and shit, you know. Did your kids get you anything with your money? <laughs> no. They don't, they don't really – I don't really like gifts um, because I'm a grown man. I'll just buy shit when I want it. Um, so my kids will make me Unless stuff. Unless it's a and blow. Huh? Unless it's hookers and blow. Right. Well, I mean, you know. Yeah. You got to have your standards. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so they'll they'll make me cods and they'll uh they bought me candy and this little like dollar store fucking trash can. It's super tiny. And it's supposed to go on your desk. 
<laughs> so I'm like, right on. I'll fucking use this. But they got me um those cow tails. I love the motherfucking cow bomb candy. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. And uh, so yeah. And as you can tell, my voice is a lot better than last week. I just still have a nagging cough that has actually gotten better in the last two days because before it sounded like I was barfing up a lung. Um. So that was pretty bad. My my throat was so raw that literally my phlegm had, you know, traces of blood in it. Like that's how how Yeah, I hate that shit. Yeah, that hard cough that you get. So it was just like and it was 104 degrees that whole week. So that that's that's like extra miserable. I've been uh, having a problem with this new place we moved into where the air's just dry. I don't know why. This is something to do with the air conditioner. Hmm. But it's um I'm not getting nosebleeds, but when I blow my nose, you can see a little bit of blood. Ooh, like it was just, it was just dry up there. That and I'm happened, like, all right. That happened to me one time when I went to Vegas. Like this wind was blowing and it was dry and then like had, uh, had a massive nosebleed. I was like, ah, oh, yeah, there we go. Right. It's like, let's stay in. Let's, hey, a lot of these uh, casinos connect to one another. Let's go that way. <laughs> right. So I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. Uh. Maybe buy a, hum- a humidor. <laughs> a humidor? <laughs> a humidor. That's what my wife calls a humidifier. She's humidor. like, uh, we should get a humidor. I said, that's not, that's not what you want. <laughs> Quit with that, like, tr- you're, Quit with that you're, Trump speak. <laughs> right. Uh, you're adorable, but that's not what you want. Right, exactly. A humidor. <laughs> Why don't we get a matador while we're at it? You know? That's right. Kinda... <laughs> you know, I'll get a humidor. I don't smoke anymore, but I'll get one. Right. You know? I'll get a bongador. Okay, okay. Door. <laughs> uh oh i got called uh, real quick i got called a pussy today no a bitch wow your kids because, are really just getting vocal aren't they <laughs> right it's ridiculous um i said because i don't mind, be because i don't stupid because i don't smoke anymore oh really and that's why that's that's why i'm a pussy oh and by the way that little beep that you heard that will happen Every once in a while, because I forgot to turn it off. It's my security system every time a door opens. <laughs> so, you know, I think you'll all live. Yeah. So. Yeah. You want to be sure to turn that off because hearing somebody coming in and out of your house all the time is, is kind of annoying. <laughs> it is when you have six kids. <laughs> well, it's set to the patio door, too. So whenever they let the dog out, hmm. it chimes. There you go. Yeah. That's what you're like. Who let the dog out? Then you hear somebody just go. Roof. <laughs> 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 Uh, so, um, this little story was actually kind of something that Adam and I went, had a little thing about for about a half hour. So NASA's Mars Reconnaissance Orbiter, MRO, has spotted an unusual symbol on the surface of Mars, the iconic Star Trek Starfleet logo. The MRO captured a series of strange, uh, chevrons, chevron symbols on the Martian sand dune in the Northeast Hellas Planitia, uh, region. The MRO high-rise, high-resolution imaging science experiment camera team at the University of Arizona highlighted the discovery Wednesday through the image was acquired by the team April 22nd. Quote, enterprising viewers will make the discovery that these features look conspicuously like a famous logo, the camera team behind the MROs said on Twitter. According to the team, the shapes on the red planet were created by wind, lava, and dunes. 
They began as large crescent-shaped dunes that were surrounded by lava after an eruption, an eruption before solidifying. As winds blew over the dunes, it displaced much of the sand and eventually left behind footprints and called dune casts that, rec- rec- yeah, that record the presence of the dunes by the surrounding lava. Uh, the MRO has been exploring Mars from orbit since 2006, capturing some of the most detailed images from the surface. Hopefully, it'll find some aliens sporting Vulcan salutes next. <laughs> For real. Um, it's a pretty crazy shape to naturally form. I know. It's one of those where you're kind of like, hmm. Uh, but it was funny because uh, Kate Mulgrew, who played Janeway on Twitter, um, t- tweeted this picture and said, all right, I think we need to send a. I need think uh, I'm going to lead an away team down there, and she tagged uh, the guy that plays Harry Tuvok, and some uh, trying to remember who else, and said, um, and we're going to go check this out. And she tagged uh, the guy that played Chicote. Goes, you have the bridge. Right. I was like, nice. I did see that. That was pretty dope. (laughs) Um, But I mean, as Adam and I have a theory. And if you watch the second season of Discovery, this is one of the uh, these are one of the symbols. That's right. Um, Michael apparently has maybe gone back too early. We don't know, and uh, left the symbol, letting us know that that is the site for the Utopia Planitiards that actually built the Enterprise. Remember, I want it to be. um, I just want to walk around in it, like in the fucking (laughs) first episode. Right, she was drawing it on the sand. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It's just so dope. That was cool. It's cool when you see little shit like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's kind of funny, too, where you just see that and you're like, hey, that kind of looks like, oh, shit. Yeah. And when you when you land there, you walk out into them. The wind actually blows a... Like, that's the wind sound. <laughs> is it is it stretching it a little bit? Possibly. But is it accurate? Most definitely. Um, So Adam and I finally got to check out the new Amazon series... Good Omens, starring Michael Sheen and David Tennant. Uh, it actually, uh, this one actually kind of works out well because you read the book and I haven't. So, yeah, what do you think? Um, this is one of those rare ones where uh, it really does <coughs> perfect justice to the book, in my opinion. Um, as much as it can. It's a different medium. It, you can't get too detailed because it would be too long. Right. But um, they basically made a six-hour movie, which I feel was appropriate um, for the story. But it kept not only um, – most of the dialogue was pulled directly from the book. Um, there's a narrator who is essentially reading you the book. Right. And, um, and, and more importantly, I think the tone and, the, and like the – you know, not to sound cheesy, but the spirit of the book is there. Um, as well, it's a very um, zany book. You know, we got Terry Pratchett, yeah. um, Neil, Neil Gaiman. Gaiman. You know, th- those two are are crazy <laughs> in different ways. Neil Gaiman's a little, he's a little uh, darker. I figured than, he was probably the one with more of the 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 structure of heaven and yeah. earth, and I mean heaven and hell. And yeah, he's def. I mean, but Terry Pratchett was no slouch. He made the the Wheel of Time series, mm-hmm. um, excellent books. You know, rest in peace, of course. He passed away uh, a while ago, I think. I mean, now I got to know. But it was, um, it was really good. I couldn't stop watching it. Like, I stayed up. Oh, he died in 2015. Um, I stayed up for 
like three nights in a row, like just no sleep, falling asleep <laughs> at work. And then, but then I would tell like a couple of my nerdy friends, like, why are you getting no sleep? I've been up watching that fucking good omen. And like, oh yeah, you should stay up and watch <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Like, there was no question, you know? <laughs> yeah, it was, but, uh, it was interesting because like when I, I think it was IMDB, I went on there and I was looking at people's reviews and majority of the reviews were like, in the spirit of the book, oh my God, I've read this book. And there were a couple that like, I read this book when I was a kid and I love this book, but I don't remember it being so pretentious. And uh, no, it's pretty fucking pretentious. I was like, I was like going, yeah, it probably was because everybody that I, that everybody else is like going, this is exactly the book. And uh, but the oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just gonna say there was, you know, there were a couple in there saying I love the book, but this was garbage. You know, and I was like, going, I mean, you're gonna, you're always gonna get those yeah. people. Um, I feel the book was pretentious, but there's a reason. Um, you're you're watching this from the perspective of an angel and a demon. And and they feel themselves superior to us. Right. Like the story is very little to do with humanity. Yeah. It's it's kind of funny how it's told that way. And it was the same exact in the book. You know, they the humanity's there. There's a couple humans in the story that are important, but for they're the like most the part, they're characters. not. Yeah, they're background characters. Right. They're they're just the they make all the nice things the angel and the demon like. Yeah. You know, so they're postponing um Armageddon, but it um it was good. I mean, the sto- I knew the story, but it was fun to watch it unfold. We had some fucking great acting all around. Oh, yeah. um, I, I, for me, like like I said, I, I never read the book, but um, the total concept itself was like, oh, that's kind of cool. An angel and a demon want to stop Armageddon from happening. And knowing like John Hamm plays, you know, an angel and then finding out he was supposed to play Gabriel, which yeah. I thought was hilarious. And I like the fact that they use uh, the angel Michael. They did the same thing. They made it a woman, and mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> like, which I, makes more sense. I made I made Michael give me um, miracle me a towel, <laughs> right? <laughs> and then uh, there was um uh, another thing too. I just wanted to say, even if you've seen this, I still suggest reading the book. The book it's one of those books that I tell people they need to read. It's just such a good book. And any um, Terry Pratchett's work and Neil Gaiman's novels, read them. Just read them all. Dude, they're that, all fucking great. That one little, uh, that one little uh, Easter egg where the American soldiers reading American Gods. Yeah, <laughs> American Gods was an amazing book, but it was difficult. It was a difficult read for me. Yeah, because it was just jumping dense, around, and it's very dense. Yeah, he's dense and he jumps around. Yeah, like he's all over the fucking place with it. And everything's a twist. Like you can't trust anything that's happening. <laughs> but yeah, so I, worth it. I totally. Um, when I want, I wanted to see it, and it was one of those that my brother actually really wanted to see it too, and um, uh, he enjoyed it a lot. And uh, I mean, I'm a fan of David Tennant, so when I heard he was playing a, a demon, I was like, of course he is. Right. Um, but just the chemistry between him and Michael Sheen was like you bought. They had that love. That was almost like that. Like they almost had like a romantic relationship. Yeah, almost. <laughs> it's like, and I was kind of worried because in the book it's in there too, but I think it's more evident in the show because it's in front of you. You're right. watching it happen, you know. But um, I thought they were going to do that because <laughs> listen, in today's day and age, right? Everybody's got to be fucking something. No one can just be whatever they are they all have to be something so i was like oh please don't do that but they didn't it was the same way as it was in the book 
you know, so the, the, the uh, my favorite the favorite tone was when he's like, you know, where uh uh what's his name? Um Oh my god, I had his name. Oh, Crowley was uh was leaving and then the one guy goes, "I've been there myself, mate. You're better off without him." Right. <laughs> <laughs> I um, loved it. But, you know, it's, it it's it was so it was cool because of the fact that it wasn't like some people were like saying, you know, I was actually surprised it didn't get a lot of like bad things about being blasphemous but i didn't really see it as being blasphemous as more of just kind of filling in and kind of using different takes on things like not not to be like oh we're gonna be you know offensive to people it was just kind of like little different takes like the whole concept of um of uh i like the concept of garden of eden you know in the middle of the desert just this blocked up you know little Mm -hmm. paradise um finding out crowley was the snake and um where's didn't weren't you issued a flaming sword yes funny story about that (laughs) and uh and just the the my favorite was when they went through the um time and you you really got the relationship between crowley and asrafel and you know all the different times they ran into each other and stuff like that and one of my favorite was when they were there for um uh the crucifixion and he's like you know did you know him oh well you know, I showed him all the kingdoms of the world. Why'd you do that? He's a carpenter from Galilee. It's like his travel options are limited, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and I was actually reading on some of those that were saying that they're like conservative Christians and they found this not to be blasphemous, but actually be very entertaining, offering nice, different um, different takes on stuff like that. The whole um, Noah thing was hilarious, you know, where they're like, wait, he's going to do that? Even the children? Like, you expect that from my lord, but not him. You know, I think it's because it it is. It's really dense if you look at it, because even with that Noah scene, like Crowley is obviously being the anti. He's and and you have, um, the whole demon and angel thing is definitely a symbolism of uh, just the the weights and balances of us, right? You know. And and I think they played that nuanced and perfectly because he's kind of like this doesn't make much sense, right? Yeah. And the angels like fuck off, you know, like <laughs> I'm do, I, you're you're trying to screw me up here, yeah. and that's pretty much what it is, right? You know, and I th- I thought that I thought it was it, it was it was in good taste, and it was um yeah. and the thing is too when the British are doing something they're not gonna it's not gonna be a a stupid thing. Well, that, that's <laughs> the one thing that you got to remember too. It's that the British have a different view of religion. You know, they have the Church of England for crying out loud. Yeah. You know, they have a, you know, this, t- remember that this is a group of people that actually kicked out the pilgrims because they were too uptight. So you right. got to kind of remember, you know, where those things come from. But at the same time, you know, where he's like, you know, what did he call it? A circus boat? Because he was taking two of every, he's like, oh, wait, a unicorn's getting away. It's, it's getting, oh, never mind. It's gone. But you still have one. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought it was great. I, I enjoyed, uh, I actually ended, I, I got to, I watched it twice and caught so much more because it is really layered. And like, there's a lot of names thrown at you, um, early on before you even meet these characters and then you start to get him. So when you watch, you watch it, it's, it's definitely good to watch a second time, especially if you're new to it, you can really capture and see where all the threads are going, um, as you go through it. And uh, by the way, that witch. Oh my oh, God. Oh, I'm happy you said it. <laughs> that chick is so fucking 
good. Like, like, see, and not even in a gross way. Like, I was just mesmerized. Oh yeah, by this chick. Her name is um, Adria Arona, I think. Yeah, is she. What was she? I want to. I can't remember. I saw on her IMDb, and I don't want to be offensive. She's half Guatemalan right. and half Puerto Rican. I have the stats up right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm looking at IMD. She's just fucking gorgeous. Like I was like, uh, my wife came in and is, and she's like watching the show. And as soon as she comes on the screen and it's a normal scene, I'm not doing anything dumb. I'm just watching TV. She looks at me slowly and goes, uh huh. <laughs> and just walks out. I was like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> At least I'm enjoying myself. That's right. <laughs> then, I, but then I took my dick out because, you know, we do. <laughs> Just kidding. <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> it was out the whole time. That's <laughs> Yeah, that's right. My dick stays out. Right. Not right now. Um, I like that they yeah. use Francis McDormand as the voice of God. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch, the voice of uh, Satan. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, is it? Uh, I love that he's willing to do the short things like that. Yeah. Well, you remember like when we were saying like where he did voices, we're like, you know, he did that like in the car, like between like he was going from yeah. one movie to another and he just did that. Those little things in the car on his he way over there. Called in on his iPhone. <laughs> right. <laughs> Got that memo recorder on his iPhone. It just drops the voice and they're like, oh, perfect. We can do that. <laughs> and then none of, none of it. The story's so damn clever. You know how they beat the devil in the end. Right. Like it's one of those that I knew the ending and I still had that feeling of I don't think they're going to make it. <laughs> You know, like it was, it was just good. Oh, I I mentioned this to Adam because it's always been my favorite line was when they're in World War II in London and uh, Azerfeld gets books of the occult for uh, the Nazis and he's about to get killed. And then all of a sudden uh, uh, Crowley comes in and he's doing this like hop. And I'm kind of like, why is he doing this hopping? And then he's like, sorry, sorry, it's consecrated ground. It's like walk, walking barefoot on the beach. And I was like, oh, right, he's in a church. Yeah, I thought that was funny. <laughs> I, I liked how it didn't, like, he wasn't oh, being overdramatic. He was just like, right. ah, fuck. Yeah. Like, he just looked uncomfortable. <laughs> like, he didn't want to be And then there. the way he's, like, leaning against stuff to try to take all the pressure off his feet. <laughs> it's like, uh, and then the use of holy water and stuff like that I thought was really uh really like it was a bomb to demons like they were just like oh shit it's like i'm gonna uh, when michael goes i'll leave it here and and get it later uh could you pour that into the uh into that you know we've seen what it does and that that jug carried a lot of water (laughs) yeah uh we're not gonna give away the ending because i think the ending was was really fucking clever um but uh but overall i thought it was i i actually found the kid that played the antichrist not annoying which is always one of those things you're always concerned about. No, and I think um, I think he played it really balanced. He played it really balanced, and and his character in the book was always kind of tragic for me too, because he was such a good kid, mm-hmm. you know. And he was a bit of a troublemaker, but I mean, everyone loved him, and obviously, and he's the son of the fucking devil, so he's right. he's charismatic and stuff. But it seemed like, and it it really showed it in the movie where he. Yeah, he fell into it, but you could tell he didn't want to. Yeah. He's like, uh, and then he was like, fuck this. And I was like, this is dope. Like, and it hellhound. was just done really well. And his hellhound turned, <laughs> turned yeah. into this little dog. Even the hellhound got freaked out by him. <laughs> You're like, that's when you know you've gone too far. So if we're making zany books into television series, I'm going to need On a Pale Horse 
from Piers Anthony to be made into a show immediately. <laughs> um, I love that book. It's amazing. <laughs> Have you ever read that read that one? No, I haven't. Super cheap. You can get it, you can get it on your Kindle for three dollars. Um, it's about a dude. I think he accidentally kills the Grim Reaper. <laughs> so he becomes the Grim Reaper. Oh wow. And he um it's really interesting. Like there's one one part where he he goes to collect a soul and he goes to he's with someone else teaching him the ropes and he goes to get this dude and he's dying in the bathtub and he just disappears. Like he just dies. There's no aura or anything like that. And he goes, What the hell's wrong with this one? And he goes, Well, he's an atheist, so he died the way he wanted to die. His <laughs> soul is erased. It was just interesting things brought up and it was funny. Oh, so wow. read that shit. Okay. <laughs> Get it together, fuck. <laughs> yeah, it was um uh what was it? There was um uh oh god, I was trying to Oh, I liked how Crowley wasn't an evil figure. He was just like, you know, oh well, you know, he got caught up with the wrong crowd, you know. He was like bored with things and he started talking to Lucifer and all of them and then he just got, you know, guilty by association. Yeah. And uh like like you could tell that the whole thing is um both Azrael and the um it's Azrael, right? Yeah. And oh, uh no, Crowley. Azrafel. Azrafel. The, I I thought I think I'm remembering Diablo. Um <laughs> the those two were the ones that are stationed to stay on Earth. Yeah. And you can tell that they went native and they even mm-hmm. said it the thing that they just they became more human like in the way they thought and mm-hmm. stuff like that. It was um I don't know. I keep saying it was, but I mean, it's just the shit. Mm. Good show. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So on that note, I think it's time we dive into our E3 highlights. So for the rest of this episode, we're going to kind of, you know, skip over all the quick um, short takes and main story. Basically, it's just going to be the rest of, you know, the highlights of E3, what we thought about them and and everything along that line. So, uh, in order of presentations, uh, first one is EA. And I think we can pretty much both agree that Star Wars Fallen Order. Let me check my notes real quick. <laughs> um, Adam, I only care about <laughs> Star Wars Fallen Order. And this is accurate. Right. Um, <laughs> EA did, you know, to give it fair shake, we were talking about this before the podcast. Um, EA did talk about the new Madden. I think they talked about the new FIFA too. But... Th- Steve and I are not big sports video games fans and it's pretty it's going to be more of the same thing. Right. So if you're if you're a big fan of sports games, you already know. You already know what's going on. So, but we got yeah. gameplay video which was actually really oh. fucking cool. Um, First of all, that little droid on his back was adorable. Dude, isn't it? I'm like, "Oh, I want that droid." And like, it looks so fucking organic like yeah. how it's interacting with everything. It, it looks like it's something with the movie. Like, you know, it, yeah. it looked like something straight out of the movie. Um, you got, uh, what's his name? Cy, um, he played, he was played by Forrest Whitaker's character in Rogue One and he was also in the Rebels, I think, TV show, um, Cy Gravara or something like that or, or something like that, but he's the resistance leader. So you're working with him in this, but you're in, um, where are we? Uh, I think it's the, the Wookiee planet, right? I think it was where they're trying to release the Wookiees. Yeah, from, I think so. Yeah. And you have fucking AT-ATs covered with, like, you know, ivy and, you know, foliage and stuff like that. But you kind of get to see a lot of the things you can do as 
as this character. And not only can you do force pushes, fling your lightsaber, pull it back, you can fucking do what Kylo Ren did, stop laser blasts. Oh my you god, know. it was so fucking oh, cool. And then force pull like a lot of the um, stormtroopers and you know kill them that way. It was just ridiculous. It reminds me, and yeah, it's a different genre, but it reminds me of Knights of the Old Republic. How fucking hype mm. I am for it! Like, oh man, just just Look, so sexy. <laughs> it looks really cool, really fun. I'm I was like, oh my god, I'm so I'm so ready for this game. Like, I, I just. Like I was kind of like, okay, that would be interesting to see because you know, to be honest, a lot of the Star Wars games haven't been that great. But then, yeah, because EA's been dragging it through the mud. But I'm, I'm hoping they redeem themselves with this one. Yeah, Look, no microtransactions. Oh, I know, Jesus, let's fucking do. But I'm pretty sure Disney's going to put the kibosh on that shit because that's what yeah, they did with true. the with when they tried to do that with Battlefield Two. Is Disney Disney has full rights to Star Wars, so they well, they're licensing their rights to EA to make these games, but Disney still has. Disney can still be like, hey, don't do this fucked up, please. Like, and also it's single player too, which yeah, is awesome. Which, yeah, which is something I really, really hate the multiplayers on these games. Um, they did also mention Battlefield Five um, expansion packs, one for Greece, one for North Africa. Visuals look great, but it's just multiplayer maps. And then, of course, we got Sims Four <laughs> Island Living. <laughs> so yeah, it's another Sims Four. <laughs> <laughs> every person who knows anything about the sims knows that the first few expansions everyone's super hyped about and then it gets to the point where if you're not actively playing the game you don't give a fuck <laughs> like you just stop caring <laughs> so we um at the lazy geeks have entered the we don't care we don't give a fuck <laughs> so um you know mazel tov <laughs> good luck to you guys Right. Um, I mean, unless you like mermaids, because that video was just like, what the fuck? Or kissing dolphins. Or kiss- oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. Cleaning the beach after everybody left the party. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. you. <laughs> I can't. I just. <laughs> I saw that. I remember. I think I had an audible groan. I think even my dog was looking at it and just kind of went. <laughs> and listen, let's not. Say, you should not saying, clean up after yeah, yourself. Yeah, we're not saying beach. don't be environmentally conscious. We're not but saying that. But they're ramming it down your throat. <laughs> Like it's a, it's a job now, you know. <laughs> oh Jesus, I don't even know, dude. So, <laughs> but EA's EA's <laughs> all about Star Wars: Fallen Order. That's pretty much that's what solid. And like I said, the sports games. If you're into it, but we're not even going to bother going through it because we don't care. So, <laughs> you want to just do this one? Like I'll go through my list. You go through your list. Oh, we can alternate. I think at this point. At okay. This, yeah. So next up is the Microsoft. The big one, um, I guess you could say, for this event. Right. Halo Infinite? Yeah. Motherfucker. So we got a cinematic trailer, no gameplay. Um, but what a fucking scene. It was so great. You know, it was like a little short movie. Yeah. You know, and I, um, felt, I had I to actually, watch it twice. I actually felt like going, oh, don't let that guy die. Don't let that guy die. <laughs> I know. And it's 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 weird because the second time I watched it, I it was when I noticed he got older. Like his beard got longer. I didn't notice that the first time. Oh, yeah, huh? And I was like, oh, so it's showing me that he's been here for a while. Okay. And then he's like, oh, the signal. And then the music's all, like, and then it's just, dun, 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 dun. you're like, oh, fuck, it's Master Chief. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I thought that was going to be the end of the trailer. Yeah, but we got actually quite a bit he more. Many reboots. So fucking good. And then, of course, 
One thing I liked about this trailer too, and my son even noticed it, is a lot of people don't realize how tall them fucking Spartans are. Because that dude, the normal dude, was probably like six feet tall. And the Spartans are like six, eight. I, used to, I read some of the books. I'd be into it. You know what I mean? <laughs> but he's massive. And the dude's instantly like, oh, I'm going to be fine. Master Chief's here. Yeah, I know. Like, we're, we're fine. You know? And he's like, I'm definitely going to live now. <laughs> right. It's like, we need to run. No, we need to fight. I was like, Ugh. <laughs> And then it went um, at the end of the trailer when he goes, get ready. I feel like he was talking to us. Yeah. We need to stay ready. You understand me? <laughs> I'm really hyped for this. Um, I liked Halo 5. I know it got some mixed reviews, um, but I enjoyed it. it. The the mechanics were tight. The story could have been better, I think, but the mechanics were Halo. Like they, they didn't really change that too much. Right. Um, so I'm I'll I have high hopes for this one and possible launching with the new system. Yeah, I think they I think it's actually confirmed that it will be it'll be the title launch with uh with uh, Project uh, Scarlet. Which is smart because Halo is fucking which makes Microsoft's sense. I Mario. Mean, yeah, it's it makes sense like, you know, a new product launch with a new with uh with a Halo title just makes sense. Yeah, it is like a, a Nintendo without a Mario title. It's like what are you doing? So, uh they 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 announced this before, but uh, the Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, and then they, originally it was announced to be the Game Pass mixed with uh, Xbox Live. Fifteen bucks, save by five bucks, and you get uh, access to both. Well, at this particular time, they also launched the, or they also officially announced the Xbox PC Game Pass. Yeah, and which was five bucks, and you get about a hundred games that you can play on your Xbox on your computer. But what they've added to the ultimate to Game Pass Ultimate is they actually added the PC Game Pass to it as well for no extra charge. So basically, you're saving ten bucks now to get access to everything, which I actually thought was a cool deal because at at you know when you're going like okay, well you're saving five bucks, it's like give or take whatever. Yeah, you're saving ten bucks. You get an extra add-on on there, and this is Microsoft's appeal to their base. You know, they they they're they're, yeah. tr- they're finally trying to make it to everybody. Like, hey guys, we haven't forgot about you. Even- well, Microsoft unfortunately has two gaming communities. Yeah, you know, and they're trying to b- put them together. And I think nowadays a lot of PC gamers, there's diehards, you know, but a lot of people have both. They play games on both. Yeah, you know, so it's um to bring them together just makes sense. Yeah, it actually did so. Um, and it's available now. You can try. You can actually try a month for a dollar for that ultimate. So uh, it's available now. So um, seems pretty cool. I kind of I kind of dug that idea of being able to do that. I go, oh, you know that that would actually probably get me to play some games on my PC because I don't really play many games on the PC. But I was like, mm, that might actually be kind of cool if you had the option. Right. And then I just put Keanu Reeves because <laughs> he's fucking awesome. <laughs> Yeah, forget the fact that Cyberpunk 2077, but uh, we get that official announcement that he's in the game at the end of that fucking trailer. Oh, my God. Right. Okay, so... I don't remember why I didn't put Cyberpunk. I think you put it somewhere. I thought I put it somewhere, and then it disappeared off my off the show notes, so I don't know what happened there. Oh, maybe I deleted it by mistake. Uh, won't be surprised. Sabotage. Uh, <laughs> 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 But uh, yeah, it was it was awesome. Like Keanu Reeves comes out on stage to introduce um, that he's part of Cyberpunk 2077. Um, the trailer for it 
really fucking cool. Um, what's the guy's called? Samurai or something like that. Get up, mm-hmm. samurai. We have a world to destroy. And uh, it's just kind of like, okay, I so. We have a world to rot. Or something so, like, something like that. You said it very biblically. <laughs> <laughs> and so it, it's very much, uh, you know, it, it just, I mean, the game itself, You, I mean, from last year when we got that first look at Cyberpunk, it was one of those games where I was like, oh, yes, I need to. Yeah. I need to get this game. And now you have Keanu's like, okay, so now we have a bonus to get this game. Um, somebody was saying 2099, uh, John Wick 3, uh, uh, I'll always be your maybe. And now, you know, Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, we got it less than a year, comes out May 2020. So we got a, enough time to build that hype up. Uh, but I'm, I'm so looking forward to that game. I'm looking, I love the, the style of it because it's definitely they're true to form to cyberpunk like right. i think that term gets thrown around a lot um but it it looks cyberpunk to me is what the future looked like to someone in the 80s and it definitely yeah. looks like that and you can see it in, with the cars mm-hmm. like the cars look like 80s cars with digital shit on them it's like blade, <laughs> it's like blade runner future yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and that's cyberpunk like right. a lot of people will be like Oh, it's the future and it's not happy. Cyberpunk. Like, no. <laughs> so I, th- I thought that was pretty dope. Um, definitely looking forward to that game. I I don't know. That should just say Cyberpunk 2077. I don't know. <laughs> Losing my mind here. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm definitely looking forward to that game. I can't wait for for that one to roll out. Um, and Microsoft also officially, you know, presented XCloud, which essentially is you know going to be their version of uh of stadia um through your xbox basically saying that you know you know you're gonna have it's kind of like you're gonna have a couple of ways to play it is kind of how they sounded but i'm not really exactly sure how that's gonna be there wasn't a whole lot of heavy details in it even pricing but we know it's coming around sometime in october of this year um, well, I did see a display. It was a dude that was talking about it, and he was at E3. And they had a display of Xbox controllers, and behind them was like a computer screen, a TV screen, a tablet, a phone. Like you could basically play on anything. And I know the games will, like you can, if you save it on the Xbox, it moves to the thing. But then one, one thing he said was it was a revolutionary thing. I'm like, oh, not really. It'll be revolutionary if they do it correctly. <laughs> yeah, that'll be revolutionary. But, They've been trying to do this forever because it's a win-win. Like people get the convenience and then it's cheaper for them. Right. You know, so it is what it is. Um, so Minecraft Dungeons looks fucking dope. My kids are super hyped for it and so am I. One of my favorite um, genres of video games are the Diablo-style uh, isometric view kind of fucking dungeon crawlers and shit. And that's exactly what this is. Um, <laughs> and it has a pretty good multiplayer look to it um spring 2020 so we're definitely waiting a bit um and this game definitely looks like uh microsoft's really leaning in okay this is a microsoft product now you know (laughs) because there is no linux it's on everything else it's gonna be out on the playstation the xbox the switch the pc and i think the phone i think the phones i don't remember um but uh, i don't even think mac was there I'd I'm probably look it up that. right now. Yeah, I don't Mac. If it's not on Linux, it probably won't be on Mac either. 
Yeah, Linux has more games than Mac. <laughs> so, yeah, PC, Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Xbox Game Pass. That was the thing I was missing. So if you're signed up for Game Pass, I think you get this game for free. Yeah. Um, it's It's really good. It looks like Minecraft, but with much better lighting, which is something a game like this needs to have because it makes it look prettier. Um, But yeah, there ain't much else to say. It's just fucking dope. (laughs) One one thing I forgot to mention with Game Pass and I just remembered right now is I like how they're going to put a lot of indie titles available on Game Pass. That I thought was actually really cool. So a lot of those indie games that usually get lost under the shuffle, they're actually throwing them out on Game Pass which I think is really cool because there were quite a few on there that I saw that I might be that was like oh those might be kind of cool to play, and if they're available on Game Pass those would be those would be uh, kind of nice to play. Um, the fucking Minecraft Dungeons website's funny. It says the first standalone game developed by Mojang and set in the Minecraft universe since well Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought that was cute. Tip your waitresses, people. They're Thank here you. all week. <laughs> um. Of course, what should have been the biggest news, Project Scarlet, the next Xbox console. Unfortunately, there wasn't much. <laughs> yeah, they like they they talked about the processor a lot, which was cool for me, right. you know, and for people who understand it, but the average console player doesn't get that. Like they they they'll either they either don't understand at all or they don't care. And you know, kind of, I I like to see that AMD's making money. Right. One of the things too. I mean, I like the fact that they said that they're using solid state drives as virtual RAM, so right. it's going to make you know make the games more powerful and faster and stuff like that. But one of the things that it kind of made me wonder was just how far along are they? Because we got a lot of info, you know, a month ago when Sony revealed about the playstation 5 we found you know uh you know the gigs and ram and all this stuff and we even got side-by-side comparison video of how marvel's spider-man looks you know played on the playstation 4 versus the 5 and we just got a bunch of people working on it telling us what it's going to look like and people doing a lot of soldering um (laughs) yeah it was it was a stylized thing it, it really wasn't showing anybody anything yeah. and i think it was kind of a letdown especially yeah. like obviously the e3 that they're going to talk about it's next year right but it's it would have been nice to at least get as much as we know about sony and they already right. knew what we knew about sony so right. should, they should have came correct <laughs> yeah but whatever and, 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 yeah i know and i was like project scarlet really that's that's where we're going we're not going with the xbox one two <laughs> yeah, or it's some name. We gotta yeah, wait give me the name. Like, yeah. I know it's not going to be called Xbox Scarlet. Yeah. So, I mean, what is it? What's it? Is it Xbox Two? Yeah. Or are we going to call it the Xbox A? Like, are we just completely changing? <laughs> I want to know. That'll be that'll that'll be the Xbox Seven Twenty. Because you right. thought after the three sixty we were going to go Seven Twenty, but we went Xbox One. Now we're going <laughs> to go Xbox Seven Twenty. <laughs> like, fuck you, Microsoft. <laughs> So last time on the Microsoft list um, for me was Age of Empires 2 Definitive Edition. I love these kind of games. I was a big Age of Empires 2 player back in the day. And I just love that it's getting um, getting uh, not a remake either. They're just modernizing it and they're fixing some of the some of the uh, issues now that have more processing power. The pathfinding is supposed to be better. It's going to be in 4K. Um, but they didn't really change much, which I thought was cool because that game is kind of perfect. Yeah. 
Like there really wasn't anything wrong with they added. I think they're adding four more civilizations um, and probably, you know, scenarios and this and that and the other thing. Um, but I'm looking forward to getting that again because I think I tried to install. Yeah, I did. I tried to install Age of Empires 2. I found it at Goodwill. <laughs> and I tried to install it on Windows 10. And I did not like it at all. <laughs> Windows 10 I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and I probably could have got it working, but I gave up. But um, <laughs> yeah, great, great game. And I like to see I, I watched a little presentation on it and the people that are working on it were very like we asked the fan base what they want. And we heard them say one thing, don't change the gameplay. So we didn't change the gameplay. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, because it was flawless. That's why people still play it to this day, you know. <laughs> All right. So uh, moving on to Bethesda. And no, we're not talking about anything of Fallout. Uh, nah, I could give a fuck. Yeah. And I think most people could give a fuck right now. Yeah. They're, they're really just trying to save face with that. And it's this never-ending... No, I swear it's better, guys. And most people are like, nah, I don't fucking care. Yeah. You when know? you have a fuck, that's, that's the problem with games like this is when you have a game hype and you have a fucked up launch, no matter how much you fix it, nobody's going to give a shit. Yeah. Because everybody's going to remember, oh, I remember that game had a, had a shitty launch, you know, and they're just going to. There's a, there's a few examples where it works out, but it's not the fucking rule. <laughs> it's <right>. the exception. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to start? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Um, so Switch uh, bl- Blades for the Switch. I kind of broke that wrong. <laughs> it's like uh, I like Switch Blades. <laughs> <laughs> Blades is is the is Bethesda's um, Elder Scrolls on the phone, and right. I actually I was I was part of the uh, beta, and it was pretty good. I mean, it, it was just weird on the phone. I don't like games that are complex on the phone, but I think the game is going to have a, a lot more, more breathing room on the switch and i think it's going to be more fun with the with the physical controls um it's a kind of an on rails kind of game but they they put a lot of work into it and they're they're releasing another expansion i think they're adding dragons and shit and it's um it's fun you know it's it's something that if you if you really love the elder scrolls universe which i do um and you're you want to play something quicker like something that's not open world and take hours and hours you know um this is a good game for you it also because of that being on the switch is perfect um for me one game that really caught my attention was ghostwire tokyo it looks dope but i don't really know what's going on (laughs) yeah i know it's like that's pretty much all we know is that it's like a rapture kind of thing happens and like you see it's tokyo and you just see all these people and then suddenly people just vanish right and you know they're it's like the thanos snap you know, and it's just like people just kind of, yeah, it kind of was that. <laughs> yeah. You know, one thing that made me go, oh, was the, you see the dog on the leash that's looking around, like what happened to it, you yeah. know? And, um, yeah. Never mind all the people that just got erased from existence. That one dog. Absolutely. I could give a shit about people. <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> uh, but like the trailer grabbed me. Like I was like going, ooh, I want to see what the fuck that it's about. Right. Uh, but it looks really cool. Um, and if you haven't checked out, the style, I love the style. It's just that that kind of anime-ish little style. Uh, it, it's kind of kind of like a hybrid, a little bit of, of a lot of different, uh, I guess you say Asian styles that I think come together really nicely. So I, I was, I definitely, if you haven't seen the trailer, definitely check it out. I think this one is under the Bethesda thing on the on the site. You can go to the Lazy Geeks and check out the trailer for this one. <laughs> 
and that the Japanese chick that came out to announce it like she's a meme now but she was so fucking adorable like she's just so happy (laughs) and she said that um she was super nervous and you can barely understand what she's fucking saying yeah but she dropped a a couple jokes and you know they hit everybody just was happy that she was happy (laughs) um but yeah one one last thing i wanted to say about uh ghostwire it's the graphics are definitely triple A realistic, but you can definitely tell it's a Japanese um, made game, yeah. which which is a compliment. I, I think the 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 art style, the nuance of it is is really nice. Um, and the last one for me from Bethesda is Doom Eternal because it's Doom and fuck yeah. Um, the first we're to, the first new Doom uh, <laughs> was was really impressive for me. I I really liked it. I have it on the computer. I was actually playing it a little bit today. Um, and this one is adding a multiplayer mode. Looks like a kind of like a um, like a battle arena kind of thing, which looks fun. Um, and then it's just I mean, there ain't much to say. It's just Doom. Right. Like, but the cool thing is never before seen in Doom is you get to go to heaven. <laughs> You're going to fight in heaven. You're going to fight in hell, heaven and earth. All in one fucking game. Makes like, sense. what am I playing Diablo three now? <laughs> like, what the fuck? So fucking dope. And heaven looked cool. Yeah. And then yeah. it was weird too because the trailer, the whole time, there's like a voice in the background saying, "Like you're going to die. Like they're they're not your people to save anymore. This is oh, that how was it's in the trailer. I thought happen. that was the voice that's always in the back of my head. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, but I love it because. I don't know. Do- Doom to me has a special place in my heart right now because it's it's one of the last just 80s macho masculine games. Like you, yeah. you, if you just want to blow shit up, Doom is the one you throw in. And it was just like that back in the day. Like it's just fucking – I was playing it. I played it for 15 minutes today. <laughs> and I was just fucking – like, yeah, motherfucker, let's go. I was just blasting, motherfucker. Then you press the F key and you're ripping torsos. I was like, what the fuck? I remember when I was, when I would, when I had a retail gig back in the what, mid 90s, um, it was like just at the dawn of virtual reality. Right. And they had, um, they had this little kiosk of people that it would just set up and you, you, you had these little, um, these little like circular, like it almost like boxing rings in some ways, but they're just circular. And you were given the headset, and then they had another one on the other side, and you could play. Um, it was uh, Doom, but you could play like it was playing virtual reality and shit like that. And oh man, I remember usually on my breaks and stuff like I'm gonna go across over there play some. And then at one point, I think we had like everybody in the store running over there on their breaks playing, you know, against each other and shit like that. It was really fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, one game that I was really kind of interested in, and I'm. I'm curious to see how it plays out is Deathloop. Um, it's kind of a, it's something that Adam and I've always said, we love Star Trek episodes that are caught in a causality loop. And this is kind of one of those things that happens. It's like a, a causality loop, but you have a girl, you're, you witness your girlfriend being murdered and it happens Every time, but you relive that same moment over and over, but you're trying to figure out why she's targeted for murder. And um, it's really interesting. I really kind of like the concept, the idea. Um, the trailer was was suspenseful. Um, all top-down, so I'm not sure if, it's gonna, if the whole game is going to be top-down, which might be a little weird, but 
um, still has my it's it's piqued my interest. I guess you could say. Yeah, it it was kind of the trailer was very stylized, almost remind me like some something out of the seventies. Oh right, yeah, you know, and and the, with the color choices and stuff, but it looks really interesting. Yeah, there's stuff. It's like Groundhog's Day with guns. Yeah, <laughs> right. You know, it's it's really weird. Um, but yeah, that uh, anything different like that is going to catch the catch the eye. Yeah, you know, it's it's something off the beaten it, path. It, it kind of as remi- it were. The, the artwork kind of remar- my, that reminded me of like the comics, like Spider Man Blue, Dead Dead Daredevil Yellow. Yeah, that, that that kind of sharp contrasting soft blues, those kind of things. It kind of reminded me of those comics from back in the day. Yeah, they're definitely setting a mood with the color. Yeah, which is um cool. Always, always nice. Yeah. Um, and last is Orion, which seems to be Bethesda's way of trying to combat Stadia. Um, I'm kind of bummed out by this one. Yeah, they because I thought it was gonna be a sci-fi space game. Yeah, <laughs> remember the teaser from yeah. I think a few months back. Right. I was so stoked. There's a podcast where I was like, oh, man, they're going to come out with some kind of fucking space game. And I, I want Skyrim in space, man. Yeah. Like, that's what I want. And no, it's just bullshit. Yeah, no, it's, it's there. It's there. Orion, our streaming service. And I was like, oh. You don't have enough games to have a streaming service. What are you going to stream? Fallout? <laughs> Skyrim, because we haven't all played that on 15 different platforms. Exactly. But so, all right. Well, you know. Um, this, we'll give them time, I guess. Right. We'll see. We'll we'll, we'll allow them time to screw it up. Um, right. Next one is Ubisoft, um, which I guess fortunately for us doesn't really have much in the way. <laughs> they managed to stretch it out to a, an hour and a half, but I don't know how. <laughs> I mean, most of it, most of it was fucking Rainbow <laughs> Six nonsense too. Rainbow Six and Ghost Recon and stuff like yeah. that. Um, but the first, it's this one's on both our list. Watchdogs Legions. Yes. Uh looks fucking ridiculous. Love it. Um, I mean, this series is really getting better with every um sequel. Because Watchdogs 2 is way better than Watchdogs 1. It's like they made the first one and then they listened to everybody. And they made the second one. And I don't know, but this one in London for one. I mean and they kind of alluded to the fact that it was like post Brexit London. <laughs> <laughs> it was ve- thinly veiled, but it was kind of like, oh, that's kind of where they're going. But I'm sure there'll be some fucking jokes in there. Oh, yeah. But um, um, post- I love how it says anyone can be a part of um, DeadSec. I kind of I like that concept. Yeah. Like you, can like, recruit, like you can recruit anybody. You could play as anyone. Um, I really kind of like that. The gameplay looks fucking ridiculous. I'll, um, uh. And then how characters are sometimes destined to die. So it's not like you can save them. It's just like if they die, then it's just part of the story. It's part of the story die. and you move on and, you know, recruit. So um, the old lady spies I thought was fucking great. Like, yeah, what was the one shot where she does a double tap to the back of the dude's head when she's asleep in the park? And he goes, this better be fucking worth it. Next thing you, <laughs> next thing you know, she has a mask on and she double taps some guard in the back of that. I was like, oh, shit. Like, I literally jumped in my seat. Like, oh, yeah, that's the We didn't see any gameplay, but right. the, the trailer's amazing. I'm hoping. No, we did. No, they did. Did we see any game? Yeah, oh, we did yeah. see a bit. Yeah. yeah where, they, where the first guy was identifying him and then dies, saving him. And then the chick that breaks him out. And it looks like a little bit more like the first one in gameplay. You're a little closer to your dude, but maybe you can back out. I don't know. 
they're probably just showing off the graphics. Probably. But um, yeah, I picked up the first and the second one. Like the first one was like five bucks complete edition. It was on the, when Ubisoft was on that dumb sale, <laughs> like and everything was must go kind of shit. I was like, damn, is Ubisoft closing down? Yeah, I know Ubisoft <laughs> shutting down. <laughs> Um, yeah, but great series. And, and it's a series that's slept on by a lot of people too. Yeah. Um, I bought a Steve who yeah. probably is still sleeping on it. Watch dogs too. I masturbated to it. So. Nice. That's all I really wanted. <laughs> I know. That's all you need. <laughs> um, thank God it's got a plastic cover over the cover. <laughs> the only other thing I put on, on my list for Ubisoft before we get into what Ubisoft is fucking up on <laughs> um, is Roller Champions. So this looked really interesting. It's just a roller derby game. It looked pretty simple, but it was just something – again, it was something different. It was colorful. Some, it was bright. It was just – It looked like something you could play with the homies. You know what yeah. I mean? Like something crazy. I, it, um, it, it was – yeah, it was one of those – even my – it was like my, my brother was – my. so my brother is older than I am, so a lot of – you know, he still – you know, remembers a lot of like Pong and things like that. So he loves watching these, these ones because he loves seeing the graphics and just how, and I'm like, bro, you don't even know. Like, like three years ago, I'm still like going, Whoa, they got so much better than three years ago. Right. But seeing this one out, he was like, Oh man, it's like roller derby. I go, and I was like, yeah, it looks just fun and light and like not heavy. Like you expect from Ubisoft, you know? Yeah, and that's some. I think that's something that I've been really enjoying with my um, Switch. Is sometimes like, yeah, yeah, the AAA titles, the deep story, the drama is great. But sometimes you just want to have fun and just get silly with it. Yeah, you know. And and I think um, get silly this with game. It. Uh, 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 uh. Sorry. <laughs> oh my god. Um, I think this game's going to facilitate that <laughs> pretty well. Um. Yeah, I know. It would look like I was like, oh, that looks like fun. Like it'd be kind of fun to play. And play with some friends. Um, so I think we can say, I at least for me, I am getting tired of Rainbow Six and Ghost Recon games. It's yeah, like, Ghost Recon used to be like my favorite shooter genre too. I mean, you can tell they're kind of really trying because this, what, what's this one, this breakpoint or breakdown or mental breakdown? I don't know what, it, but it has John Bernthal, Bernthal in it. Who yeah. from Walking Dead and The Punisher? I was like, I was like, and it was, it, and I was just kind of like, wow, have we really gotten to that point where, you know, we, we really just need to bring in somebody that people might like? So we're gonna get a get random fucking action star. Yeah, and, and, and I, no disrespect to him, I I love the dude, and I I hope he gets paid. You know what I mean? Because I I really do like that guy. Yeah, me too. But the games look whack. Yeah. I'm and sorry. what's the next one? It's a, what Rainbow Six is a zombie game. Rainbow Six Quarantine. I was like, Rainbow Six could give a fuck. Rainbow like, Six, get an original idea, please. <laughs> and, and it's sad too. Rainbow those, Six, seeing what sticks to the wall. <laughs> right. It, the sad thing is those two, those two um, games used to be pretty um, innovative and stuff like that. Especially Ghost Recon was just that was like the first one where you you were sneaking around like you would, you could die with two shots, right? You know, and you had to really be tactful about it and stuff like that. Now it's just like any other shooter now, you know, it's, it's, it's the other shooters that people might be playing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. Right. (laughs) Um, all right. So now we're going to move on over to Squaresoft. I mean, uh, Square Enix. (laughs) Or just square for a little yeah, bit yeah, as well. Yeah, that's true. It was you just know. square for a while. Um, 
first one is on both our lists, and my list is kind of is only is one shorter than Adam's. Um, Final Fantasy VII remake. Um, fuck yeah, yeah. Like I've never really been big into Final Fantasy. But after, you know, and then I know about Final Fantasy VII and I, I know about the music and I watched gameplay and stuff like that. But really watching the Seven remake, I was like, you know, I'm kind of thinking maybe I should jump back into it with that one. Final Fantasy Seven is both tragic and amazing because the story is, is so fucking good. But the tragic thing is, is the original game did not fucking age well. Like it's difficult to play, you know. And um, this is going to bring it into the main stage. Main stage, let everybody feel the pain that I felt <laughs> when I was younger. Um, just such a good story. And and yeah, they're breaking it up into episodes. I'm okay with that. I'm fucking mm-hmm. a lot of people are pissed off. That game is huge. You'll yeah. be fine. It's huge. It's huge. Okay. It's the biggest game f- ever. You'll be fine. <laughs> there's plenty of people forget there's plenty of other shit to play. Yeah. Play the first episode of fucking Final Fantasy and then play something else. First of all, you know you're gonna buy it anyway. Stop fucking I mean, complaining. Let's be honest. The game coming out is gonna be two Blu-ray discs. So right. that's a lot. That's that's a lot of fucking game, man. You know, so we're going to be just fine. Yeah. I think we'll survive people. Right. Fucking amazing though. Yeah, I know. I'm look. I was looking at it and I was watching the gameplay. I was like, yeah, I really should really get back into that. Cause you know, and let's be honest nowadays, nobody has that much time to spend in one game and sometimes bringing it out in episodes is actually better. Yeah. Because a lot, you know, it, you don't get bored too. Yeah. Cause then when you finish it, like, Oh cool. I'm done. Oh, wait for the next one. And it, right. it's easier to kind of keep the momentum going as opposed to here's the whole game. And then you're kind of like, you know, 80 hours in. you're like, okay, I'm getting kind of bored, you know? But yeah, I'm, I'm super excited about it. I, I think it's, um, we already know it's a great game. And they showed the trailer was really cool because it showed some key moments in the game, yeah. but it showed it in the new engine. Like I was like, oh shit, I remember that. <laughs> oh fuck. Like I was freaking out. Yeah, I could, I, when I was watching it, I was watching it um, on YouTube and you can just hear the roar of the crowd when some of these key characters came back when in. Tifa, when Tifa yeah. showed up, everybody was everybody freaking, everyone would, loves Tifa. Yeah, everybody and then when she starts going kind of badass mode, everybody's just yeah. cheering. Yeah. You can tell it's mostly the girls too, because just fucking women love Tifa. That was the <laughs> that was the girl superhero when that game was out. <laughs> and she's cute. Yeah. Fuck. You know. For <laughs> a non uh, for a fictional character. Yeah, fuck yeah. For anybody, <laughs> you know, whatever. Um, so Dragon Quest Builders 2 is coming out so this is a sequel to Dragon Quest Builders it's, it's kind of like um, for those who don't know who, what Dragon Quest is it's another very famous um, RPG series made by Square Enix uh, but Dragon Quest always didn't it never caught on in the states as much as Final Fantasy, but in Japan, huh, these motherfuckers go nuts for Dragon <laughs> Quest. I always loved Dragon Quest. I played all the. It used to be called Dragon Warrior um, in America, and and there was, f- I think five of them for the NES. I played every single one, um, and they were they're just fucking great. It's great games. So Dragon Quest Builders Builders is like you took that and mixed it with Minecraft. Nice. So it's like a Minecraft RPG. You're building shit 
as well. You build a house and all this stuff. The first one looked really cool. I, I played it for a little bit mm-hmm. in a demo thing. But drag, the one thing with Dragon Quest Builders 2 is, unlike its first one, it's going to come out on the Switch. So mm-hmm. I can play it you know, on the go or whatever. Right. Um, but yeah, it looked cool. Um, so <laughs> mine is Marvel's Avengers. Now, I have issues with with it but like not like everybody else i'm and and i was a little offended that adam even asked me if that was an it was i only asked you because i knew it would offend you (laughs) yeah right (laughs) i did well also too because that's what everyone was saying like everyone was like it doesn't look like the movie people and you can't in one you can't have it look like the movie people unless they get paid for it right then the game's more expensive exactly but for me it didn't it, my issue is, yeah, the character designs, Banner was okay. Like, Banner was cool. And Thor was all right. A little rough, but Thor looked all right. But Stark and particularly Captain America and Black Widow. Black Widow looked like Kate Mulgrew from as, a, really as a Catherine Janeway on Star Trek Voyager, which may be okay for some, but that's not my Black Widow, really. But the thing for me was that, you know, Adam was like, is it because it didn't look like the movies? I was like, at first, I said, I go, please. I was like, it didn't even look like the comic book characters. Like, it, 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 there, you know, like Captain America, chiseled jaw, you know, blonde hair. You know, he just looked a little rough. You know, like this, this, it just looked odd. And the way them, some of the, some of the characters kind of moved in those cinematic sequences just seemed odd. You know, it didn't seem like something, given the fact that this is also by a company that created fucking Tomb Raider, like you kind of expected more, at least from, from my point of view. And, at le- you know, they're like, oh, well, we, the designers got to create the characters. Like, yeah, but are you even looking at the comics? You don't have to look at the movies. Just look at comics, fan art, anything like that. You can kind of get a good idea of what people's perception of Captain America and, and uh, Tony Stark and, and uh, Black Widow look like. And Hawkeye getting the shaft again. You yeah, know, I, that bugged me. Yeah, it's like, really, guys? We can't put in fucking, you know, uh, Hawkeye. Or, or maybe or he'll we... show up later, but he's a main That's Avengers the... character. I, I, he I, should be there. I know. I kind of thought like, going, are we saving this for a DLC? Because that's kind of fucked up. But, yeah. but then one of the DLC, one of the um, DLC is Hank Pym. Yeah. And... And what and the story kind of bothers me because it's like okay we have oh everybody loves the Avengers and then something happens and it something happens in the city and now the Avengers are hated and the Avengers disband it's like okay can we not do that storyline anymore like I've seen it so many in the movies in the comics in the cartoons it's like can't we just do a video game where they're just the Avengers like yeah. doing their thing. You know, it, it just kind of like, like, look, we didn't see, you know, in the Spider-Man game, New York turn against Spidey or Uncle Ben die again. You know, we just we got a Spider-Man game. It's like, can't we just do that a little bit? So, you know, um, I was just a little perturbed by that. Some of the people that have been playing the game at E3 have said it actually plays really well. Some are like, but it feels like it's not complete. And I'm like, yeah, probably not complete. Um, I mean, what's the release date on it? I thought I think it's next year. 
okay, well, <laughs> it's not complete. <laughs> but, but you know, and like it, it's like they're saying, like, yeah, it still feels a little rough. And um, so I'm kind of disappointed. I mean, you know, hopefully things get fixed. I mean, they said they're not going to change the characters. And I'm like, yeah, they're not going to do that. Like, oh, well, you know, I mean, they don't have to. They don't, I, I think it kind of like it reminds me of the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Like everyone was crying about that. And then they said, oh, we'll change it. Like, why? That's the one you made. Yeah. You know, it's like you don't need to fucking pander to everybody. Yeah, but now it, you're gonna it have a look, cartoon character. It's gonna look like fucking Space Jam now. <laughs> but and it, that's it, what it did, that's what everybody wants, I guess. But, but it did look really bad. <laughs> like, I actually didn't think it looked that bad. It yeah. looked like a fucking hedgehog. Like that's what hedgehogs look like. Yeah, it looked like but, a hedgehog that was standing up. But and that, that's my my problem is is that when it's like going, yeah, it's this character, this iconic character, but we're gonna change it to make it look more realistic or whatever they choose to do with that. And it's kind of like, well, if you're taking an iconic character, it's like, well, what if they did that with Pokemon, you know, and they created the Pokemon? We're going to make those characters look more realistic. It's like, how? You know, and, and you're, you're kind of toying with, it's like what they did with the Ninja Turtles. And I get it. They're, they're fucking with nostalgia and, you know, stuff like that. I like the Ninja Turtle movies. I don't know. Maybe I'm just the shit person to ask these questions to because I'm always on the losing end of this fucking <laughs> argument. But, um... Well, which one were we talking about? Avengers. Fucking Avengers. Um, I saw the trailer. It definitely doesn't look like it's anywhere near finished. Um, just because it was just a cinematic trailer. Um, it didn't hit I, me like the Spider-Man one did. Huh? It didn't hit me like the Spider-Man one did. No, and I think I think to Spider-Man, you know, it's going to be decent. The Spider-Man games have had a pretty good track record. But video games in general have not had a good track record. Like, I'm, not, I'm sorry, uh, comic book video games. Yeah. They're usually fucking trash. Yeah. So, particularly I mean, the I'm ones hoping, that are Particularly the ones that are based on movies. Right. And I'm being a little bit more optimistic than everyone else. Um, just because Square Enix is making it. Um, and they've been coming out with some some good shit. Chris, I think Crystal Dynamics. Is Crystal Dynamics? Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, Crystal Dynamics. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, I don't – I think the only character design that bothered me, and even that str- was um, Black Widow, but just because it looks like Janeway. I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck? Everyone else, was, I thought Thor was fine. Um, Captain America, I don't remember I expected her to say Chicote, you know, at some Chicote. point. Um, I don't know. It didn't bother – like – and the thing – I think the thing that kind of threw me off too was everyone was telling me how trash it was before I had seen it. Oh. And then I went and watched it, and I'm like, um, "Okay, is this? Am I supposed to hate this now? I don't understand." Like it was, it was fine. I watched, I watched it before I formed, before I heard everybody else's opinion, because I watched it and I was like, "Huh." And I guess because of the way Spider, and let's be honest, Spider Man does not look a thing like Tom Holland. So we can, you know, people can get past the whole. It doesn't look like the Avenger characters because it's not an Avengers movie, you know, but. It just was one of those where I was just kind of left going, okay. Like, I guess because I've, you know, I've read the comics and I've watched the movies and, and all this, all the other, you know, media on it. To me, it was just kind of like, oh, we're doing this story again. I, I guess that's probably, for me, that's what really kind of... No, and I, I agree with that. The story is bland. It's been done. Yeah. You know, um, the whole 
everyone hates the Avengers and they have to redeem. That's done. The Justice League does that too every fucking ten years. You know, it's 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 a played out thing, right? Where the superhero that once was loved now has fallen from grace because of an error. Right. You know, it's like okay, you know, but we'll see. And with me, with superhero games, if if it can pull off. It's fun to control the Avengers. I'll be all right with it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's all I really want to do. Yeah, I want to. I want to hot swap between all the Avenger characters. Yes, that's what I was about to say. That's a, I want to be able to go from Iron Man to Captain America to yeah. Thor. And, yeah, I want to be able to do that. I want to be able to uh, do what fucking Captain America did, the Thanos. You know, right. I want to be able to pull that shit off. I also just want to point out about Sonic the Hedgehog, if they make him look like the video game character, his head is 97% eyeball. So I just, <laughs> you know, just point that out for everybody. Um, <laughs> uh, the last one's real quick. Dragon Quest um, 11, which has already been out. It's been out on the um, PlayStation 4 as well as the Xbox, is coming to the Switch. Um, I'm excited about that no, because it's I, coming to the Switch. The Switch that I put in there. Um, I didn't put this on the Switch or the Nintendo section because my Nintendo list is kind of long. But um, I'm excited about this one because I haven't played it. Um, but it's funny because um, the kids, I rented it from Gamefly for the PlayStation 4. So the girls have been playing it and they've been really enjoying it. And I kind of looked at it and it, it has all the same little fucking Dragon Quest sound effects and it looked cool. So um, Dragon Quest was always a little bit more... Um, lighthearted than Final Fantasy was. And it's just kind of fun to play. But um, I'm looking forward to this because I the Switch is my console. So anything for the Switch is great (laughs) Um, in this house. I have all three consoles, but only one of them is actually mine. Or as he likes to call it on the show notes, Switch! Switch! (laughs) That's right. (laughs) All right. So lastly. But not leastly. But not leastly. If that's a word, who cares? Um, Nintendo. Yeah. Um, I guess your first one and my last one are pretty much the same. Uh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Your first your first two and my last two are the same thing. Well, we might as well do it now, then. Yeah. Uh, DLC for Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Characters from Dragon Quest and Banjo-Kazooie, motherfuckers. Yes. <laughs> First of all, tell me why I was so fucking stoked with the Dragon Quest. The hero appears. Yeah. I mean, you went all the way back to NES <laughs> with that. Like, it's just the hero. Doesn't have a name at all. Love it. And then in the, tr- uh, in the trailer, you see the dog from Duck Hunt come up. And then, like, Donkey Kong and their faces are like, what? The trailer was brilliant oh, for yeah. Banjo-Kazooie. And then Banjo-Kazooie popping in. I was like, fuck. Yeah. It, when I saw that, I literally wanted to play Banjo-Kazooie again. Yeah. Like it was like, oh my god, I want to play that so bad. There are so many fucking Smash characters. Oh yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if I'm in that fucking game. <laughs> like it's getting ridiculous, but I love it. <laughs> um you wanna go or do you want me to go? Uh you can go. Okay. Uh Luigi's Mansion three. We knew this one was coming out, but we got a nice thick gameplay trailer which is showing off a lot of the features in the game and it's more of the same it's it's very much the same as the original as the original obviously looks better right. uh, as the original one and the second one on the 3ds um and i love the luigi's mansion is great i i i love the game you see this little single or uh, um two-player action calm down on i'm sorry <laughs> uh <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, the game looks awesome, and uh, I can't wait to play it. My kids want it, so yeah. I have to get it now. You know, um, this was part of a nostalgia for me, so I kind of actually sat up when I saw this come on there. Uh, new Contra game, Contra yes. Contra Rogue Corp. Um, brings in the main. Uh, I always forget his name, but the blonde character from the original game, and then some extra fucking characters in there. Uh, looks really fun. It still has kind of that, um, how you know that retro kind of feel to it, but in a three D layout instead of, you know, instead of uh, I, I don't want to say two D, but you know, a little bit, a little more advanced than what we're kind of used to, but still kind of rough edges and and things like that. I really kind of dug the way it looked. Um, really kind of stoked for a new, stoked for a new Contra game. Yeah, it, it looked cool. Um, it reminded me of the old one yeah. too, which was uh, kind of interesting. Um, so Trials of Mana is a big deal. Uh, and I think a lot of people don't know why. <laughs> um, <laughs> Trials of Mana is a remake of the sequel to um, Secret of Mana that never came to the United States. Hmm. So uh, the majority of people in America, at least the ones who don't know how to read J- Japanese, um, have not played this game. And it was a direct sequel to one of the most iconic RPGs of the 16-bit era. Uh, if those who don't remember, but um, Secret of Mana was the action RPG one. You're running around a little bit more. Um, so I'm looking forward to this because I've never played it. I played the first one, and I'm down to play this one. It's a remake. It looks nicer and all that bullshit, but it's the same exact game. So, Yeah. All right, and uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, The Black Order, um, brings in Thanos and fucking, what was, were you seeing like Elektra in it and just like all of the villains pop in in this one. And this was my comparison. Like I had told Adam, I go, you know, when we were talking about Marvel's Avengers, I go, but the characters in Marvel Ultimate Alliance looked better than you yeah. know, in, in the Avengers game. So it it's kind of like that. Yeah, I'm better with this, but it was nice seeing like old school Thanos, like comic book Thanos in there. Um, actually looked kind of cool. It looked like it'd be fun to play. Well, I'm so happy the Ultimate Alliance series is back. I know a, lot, a few people are upset that it's a, a Switch exclusive. Yeah. Um, but I mean, they Nintendo put the money up. I mean, yeah, what exactly, you want. Exactly, yeah. Um, and it's also a perfect thing to play mobile. Oh, yeah. You know, so I... I um, I have a special kinship with the Ultimate Alliance series because I I played through the second one start to finish in a hospital on my laptop while my wife was um, having pregnancy complications. And I just sat next to her bed for two weeks. Mm. I played through the whole fucking game. You're <laughs> such a su- every character. You're such every- a supportive husband. Well, she was drugged up half the fucking time. <laughs> wasn't talking to me. <laughs> I had big this big ass fucking seventeen inch gateway laptop. <laughs> <laughs> like you think it was massive. Um, Mario and Sonic Olympic Games. Yes, I put it on here because they're fun. My kids were excited. I'm excited. I love it too because they'll want to be on the Mario characters, didn't and they, I hold it down old school style Genesis kid. I get fucking Sonic. Didn't on they the do deck. this? Didn't they do this game for the Wii? Yeah, it's been on the Wii, the Wii U. Oh yeah. Okay, I thought so. I was just like they just took the they took the year off because uh-huh. it used to be um, every time there was an Olympics, there was this one. They right. would make one, and it would say like 2014, <laughs> blah blah blah. But now I guess they just whatever. They're starting over. But 
um, it looks fun. Yeah. So. Yeah, because I remember the Wii one was fun. Yeah. And so it's always kind of like, oh, that'd be kind of that's cool. Um, coming out for the Switch, The Witcher Three Complete Edition. Yep. Um, really cool. I I thought this was like, you know, a lot of people trashed The Witcher Three. I actually thought it was kind of cool. I have um, a friend who says it's the only RPG he's ever played to 100% completion. It's one of his favorite games. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, like, I'm not a big RPG fan, and I played it for a bit, but it was it was fun. Like, I didn't hate the game. I just never got around to finishing it. Um, but, you know, I thought it was like, oh, that, and then the Switch actually makes sense for this game. Because it's definitely one of those games you can definitely do mobile, take it with you. Yeah. And, and, and having it being the complete edition is also kind of nice. That's definitely make sure you got a nice, nice and big SD card. Yeah. Cause that's going to be a download. <laughs> they had, um, that reminds me, NBA 2K19 was on sale, uh, on the Switch store for like three bucks. Oh, shit. And I was like, okay, well, I have to buy it. <laughs> so I bought it, but I don't have an SD card. <laughs> oh, jeez. And I was like, oh, shit. I checked that thing. It needs 32 gigabytes Fuck. for this game. And I'm like, God damn it. So I was like, whatever. So it just sits there on my um, homepage with a blinking X. Going, I can't, I can't do anything with this. <laughs> like, all right. So I'm gonna have to buy like a. I think I'm just gonna buy like a 256 or something. Yeah, I was gonna say like I was, I was thinking like after all this time, you still haven't bought an SD card. Because I haven't needed one. <laughs> to be honest, it, everything's been fine. I haven't bought any big, big games for it. So um, I've still, I'm still playing fucking Mario and Rabbids. That fucking game's amazing. <laughs> um. So Breath of the Wild sequel, which was kind of interesting, we see a few things, but it's more of a stylistic look, like saying, hey, we're making this. It even had that (laughs) Nintendo thing like in development (laughs) on the front of it. Um, One thing we do see that's a big deal is we see um, Link and Zelda walking together. And a lot of people are speculating that if we're following the story of the first breath of the wild they could be adventuring together which would be a first time thing and that would be interesting to to adventure with zelda hmm. but who who the fuck will we save like i have no yeah. purpose now you know <laughs> um but yeah it, it looked good i mean the fir- the first one was good too i was talking to steve a little bit and i love zelda it's one of my favorite things but the breath of the wild game it's just I don't know. There's something about it that I still love it. It's a great game, but this summer I don't want to finish it. Like I just, I played it for, I think three days and I, I gave it a good earnest playthrough. And I was just like, I, I don't know. This isn't grabbing me. And maybe I was just, wasn't in the mood. So I'll have to return to it later, but I don't know. We'll see. Oh, there's no more for you to say. Yeah. <laughs> um, last but not least, something I'm super excited about links awakening remake. Uh, Link's Awakening was originally on the Game Boy. Um, no color, no advantages. Game Boy. Um, and it's one of my favorite Zelda games of all time. Um, and known to be one of the greatest Zelda games. It's the one with the egg up on the mountain. Uh, it's got a really weird story. But it's good. Um, <laughs> so the remake is cool. It's very cartoony. Uh, a lot of people are complaining about the the style i mean it's what it is what it is right. you probably won't even notice after you start playing it but um another thing is they added they added a little bit where you could it looks like you make your own dungeons or something um it looked pretty interesting but it was also in japanese and i was very impatient and it was getting <laughs> late in the night <laughs> i was just like whatever um 
but yeah, a lot of stuff coming out for Nintendo. Um, I mean, I guess not. I mean, it's it's Smash characters. Luigi's Mansion 3, which we knew about. Trials of Man, I didn't know about. Um, Breath of the Wild sequels, whatever. Link's Awakening remake. The Contra game. Ultimate Alliance I knew about, but I'm still stoked. Witcher 3 I didn't know about. Um, so, yeah. Hmm. Fuck yeah. <laughs> all right. So, as we've come to a close for all the presentations, any thoughts, impressions, observations for this year? Um, there's a few things on here that I'm happy about. Uh, definitely Watch Dogs Legions, the Star Wars game, um, Halo Infinite, but that's so far out. Who cares? Uh, Doom Eternal looks dope. But this is definitely a E3 that isn't going to light any fucking fires for a lot of people because right. it's just – it's a lot of stuff that we already knew about. And it's the one before the one that talks about the new consoles. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not going to be you know blowing the fucking lid off. But – there was some good stuff on here. A lot of RPGs, you know, for RPG fans. As as I was going through, because like you were talking about how, like I said, that this E3 seemed a little boring. And you were like, well, it's mostly because it's RPGs. I, I After going through the list again, it's that's not really it. To me, the problem with this E3 was the fact that most of this stuff we already knew was coming out. Yeah. Because they I was thinking the it. same thing when we were going through it. It's They announced it beforehand. So it was just... Remember we mentioned this online in a press release? Now you get to see it. It's kind of like, okay. So, I mean, I wasn't... Anything big that was coming out that surprised me, not really. Some games that kind of came out of nowhere that I was like, oh, I never heard about this one, like Ghostwire or Deathloop. Um, you know, stuff like that. It was kind of like, oh, that's cool. You know, those those are interesting. But everything else, like Watchdog Legions, you know, leaked out a couple of weeks ago. Um you know, we all knew about the Ghost Recon and stuff like that. And then remakes and, you know, more in the franchise. It was kind of like, okay, who cares? But, you know. Yeah, the kind of the, the only really out of left field thing for me that had me go, wow, like, is the Age of Empires 2 thing. And that's a fucking game from 1999. <laughs> right. You know, um, I mean, Ghostwire Tokyo looked dope. Death looked dope. But we don't really know much about those. Right. Doom Eternal looks dope. But it looks like the first game. That's why it looks dope. Um, Dragon Quest 11 coming. I think I'm I'm super excited about Dragon Quest 11 coming to the Switch, but that's an old. It's a few years old. It's not new. Yeah, the Minecraft old, Dungeons we knew about. You the, know, the so only real games that I really got excited about was um, Star uh, Star Wars Fallen Order, and even yeah. then, that game I was kind of like, okay, that looks kind of cool, but I was a little hesitant. But after seeing gameplay, I'm like, okay, that looks cool. And then of course, um, Cyberpunk 2077. And Watch Dogs Legion as and well. And Watch Dogs Legion, yes. Those ones, games got me excited for those games. But we're supposed to be excited about them. Those are the AAA titles that are coming out soon. Right. You know, Contra, Rogue, so- Contra Rogue Group was a surprise for me. You know, that was kind of yeah. cool. But it, all in all, the, a lot of this stuff was things we kind of already knew. So I think a lot of the anticipation is gone because we heard these things come out. Xbox had already announced, oh, you know, Alt, Game Pass Ultimate and their xCloud you know, it was kind of like, well, why? What's the point of an E3 press conference if you're already going to do it? Is it right. just the hype machine now? Is really what it is? But I also felt that Sony's Sony's missing kind of left a void because it always seemed that yeah. Microsoft and Sony always book ended the conferences. So, and then we'd always have the Nintendo Direct after that. So it always felt like we had a big, two big shows to kind of pack it in, but we kind of didn't. 
it's like we had Microsoft and even Microsoft kind of let us down with, you know, their stuff like, yeah, we got this stuff. I know we mentioned it already, but here it is. And, oh, we have Project Scarlet, which we're not even going to show you the console or anything. We're just going to show you people soldering and talking about it. it. I mean, the hypest thing Microsoft talk about talked about was um, wasn't even their shit. Like Minecraft Dungeons, they did the thing on that. They did the thing on um, Cyberpunk, but those games aren't made by Microsoft. Right. Um, they Halo Infinite, yeah, but that's holiday 2020. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm going to forget about it <laughs> before it comes out. Right. Um, Age of Empires 2, of course, is a Microsoft game, and, and we give credit to them for that. But, that I mean, that's old as shit. I mean, even as cool as it is. Right. You know, so, yeah, definitely um, – I see what you mean. I still was excited. I mean, a lot of the stuff I'm excited for is because the Switch is brand new to me. Right. So the stuff that's coming to the Switch, I'm like, oh, yeah, like I still have that, oh, I have this new console thing yeah. going on. And um, oh, I'm sense. fucking also Alliance <laughs> all day, <laughs> you know. Yeah. All right. So as we close out every show, we're going to do our what the actual fuck story this week. And this one's kind of cool. Uh, I like this one because it's a hit at anti-vaxxers. So this comes from Ars Technica. So anti-vaccine advocates received a blow in New York Thursday as state lawmakers banned non-medical exemptions based on religious beliefs. And they may be there may be more blows coming and not in a good way. Uh, also on Thursday, the American Medical Association adopted a new policy to step up its fight against such non-medical exemptions. The AMA, the country's largest physician, um, the country's largest physicians group, and one of the largest spenders on lobbying, has always strongly supported pediatric vaccination and opposed non-medical exemptions. But under the new policy change, the association will now "quote unquote" actively advocate for states to eliminate any laws that allow for non-medical exemptions. Quote, as evident from the measles outbreak currently impacting communities in several states, when individuals are not immunized as a matter of personal preference or misinformation, they put themselves and others at the risk of disease. AMA board member E. Scott Ferguson, MD, said in a statement, the AMA strongly supports efforts to eliminate non-medical exemptions from immunization, and we will continue to actively urge policymakers to do so. The religious exemption ban in New York comes at a critical time. The state is at the forefront of a nationwide resurgence of measles with active outbreaks that have sickened hundreds and splintered into other states. This this administration has taken aggressive action to contain the measles outbreak, but given its scale, additional steps are needed to end the public health crisis. And uh, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo said in a statement after signing the ban on religious exemption, while I understand and respect freedom of religion, our first job is to protect the public health. And by signing this measure into law, we will help prevent further transmissions and stop this outbreak right in its tracks. State law allows parents to opt their ch- children out of otherwise required vaccinations have enabled some communities and schools to dip below the vaccination rates needed to keep disease from spreading. Eliminating the exemptions is aimed at boosting vaccinations, protecting more children and communities from dangerous diseases such as measles. However, it is not only this, that simple. In 2015, California eliminated non-medical vaccination exemptions following a large measles outbreak linked to Disneyland visitors. But in the year following, the state saw a number of children with medical exemptions triple. State health officials have blamed 
blamed or unscrupulous doctors writing bogus exemptions for anti-vaccine parents while charging hefty fees. Lawmakers in California are now considering a new bill that would crack down on such bogus exemptions by granting state official, um, state health official oversight of any medical exemptions that doctors provide. Prominent anti-vaccine uh, advocates, including Robert F. Kennedy Jr., have opposed the le- le- uh, legislation. This week, actress G- Jessica Beals joined the fray, coming out on the side of anti-vaxxers. In an Instagram post, she incorrectly suggested that the additional oversight would make it harder for children who genuinely need medical exemptions to get them, which was completely untrue because it will still allow those kids that can't have them an exemption. And let's let's be completely obvious too. the very small percentage of of children who can't get vaccines rely on all of us to be vaccinated. Right. But Um, and and the thing is, is like, well, yeah, you know, they rely on other people to be vaccinated. It's like, yeah, you don't want your kids vaccinated. But if the everybody else feels the same way, well, I don't want my kids to be vaccinated. I'll rely on other people. Nobody's going to get vaccinated and there's nobody going to be protecting those kids. So. It's like, and, and I've gone in the beginning, I went back and forth. Like I, I don't agree. I'm with anti-vaxxers. I think it's retarded and you need, you, sh- these vaccines have been working for almost a hundred years now and there's no reason to, to not take them. Like, it's just people being stupid. But then I was kind of like, yeah, but like it's a freedom thing. But then I'm thinking, no, it really isn't because no. if you think about it, it's a public health issue. We've had it for like, like 60 years. Right. Like you, sometimes, sometimes daddy's got to come in and slap your hand. Yeah. Okay. And if you're going to endanger, um, my children, anybody's children, it doesn't matter whose children they are. You're, you're being anti-vaxxers are extremely selfish Yeah. because they, they choose not to listen to the real science behind it. They choose not to pay attention to the accurate stuff. They want to be fucking looking at dumb shit that isn't even verified. That's been debunked from a decade ago right which i think it wasn't it the dude even said that he was bullshitting well it came or something out something like that the, the the organization that originally published this paper found it was bogus and retracted it and admitted that it and he eventually admitted that it was based on bogus science but still jenny mccarthy and you know those people still believe it because it fits their narrative right because you got to have an enemy. There's got to be a struggle. And we've talked about that before. When you live in a society that's gotten too comfortable, I'm not surprised at all that this all this doubt has come from upper middle class and up. Yeah. And and not and they try to say, oh well, poor people are uneducated. That no, the education behind vaccines is readily available. Yeah. And and I'm sorry, but if it was that bad, like it's just stupid, dude. Yeah. Because the thing is, it's like, oh, well, there's a link to it for autism. It's like, yeah, if you want to broaden everything, it's like everything could be a link to autism. You know, it's like, oh, but there ha- my child cannot be autistic because I did something wrong. It has to be an external source. And autism's like fucking ADD nowadays. Everybody has fucking autism. They told me I had autism. Like oh, it's this fucking, it's this whole spectrum thing. Where if you show any kind of antisocial <laughs> behavior, you're fucking autistic. You know what I mean? It's it's ridiculous. You know, and and who cares? Oh, not who cares if it was actually doing it. But the the problem is, is like I don't give a fuck about these people's opinions. And it, but it's gotten so widespread. And and another thing too, and we've talked about this before. I don't know why, but I've noticed like at work and where I go, the people who are screaming, 
there's two kinds of people I hear who are anti-vaxxers. It's rich white people mm-hmm. or poor black people. Yeah. Well, I don't get it. Well, I don't get the correlation. The correlation is rich white people is because they, don't, they, they feel they should be privileged to do whatever they want, you know, because they're rich. For, right. for poor black people, it's the conspiracy theory. Yeah, they're not trusting. They're not trusting because, you know, the conspiracy They've been theory, shit on for so long. Well, not, not just that because, you know, blacks have been used for medical testing and they feel that that's a way to keep the black population from growing and, and you know, racial um, – oh, what is it called? I'm trying to remember the, the term for it. But um, there it, – it's – a way to keep the black population from growing it, it, it and it, it's it's been that way and it's actually pretty prominent in um, African countries too where they don't trust um, you know the the government or anybody with inoculation yeah well they're having a struggle right now because there's an, that Ebola outbreak yeah and uh, the CDC's coming in there or whatever the CDC for the world is called um, World Health Organization yeah thank you um, they're trying to come in with the vaccines. They got it. They're like, we'll, we'll help you. And they're like, no, get the fuck away from me. Yeah. Like you're, you're just trying to kill us or something like yeah. that. And Ethnic cleansing. They'll say, you know, stuff. And like that. look, I mean, the history's there. Yeah. I mean, if, if you look at it, is it going on right now? No, but you have people that don't know you from shit, you know? And they're like, you just swinging needles around and they, don't, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's, I get it. I get it for that fucking country. I get it for, Countries where they're not very educated and they've been treated like shit their entire life. I'm not talking about just black people now. I'm just talking about people in general. But in America, it's ridiculous. We, yeah. We're we educated. We know better. Let's get it together. Yeah. You know, because it's it, – the numbers are fucking so obvious. You can see there was a population boom um, every time a, a new vaccine came out. Right. Where kids weren't – the death rates were dramatically lower. I think a lot of times – you see a lot of them in California, right? I, and I told somebody one time – they're an anti-vaxxer at my job. And I go, honestly, anti – there's two There's two ideas that I just show no respect to. It's anti-vaxxers and flat earthers. I can't with either <laughs> of you. Um, and I said, you know, a lot of kids – used to die in the past before these vaccines. She goes, no, that's, that's what they want you to think. I'm like, yeah, why don't you go back to my hometown and go to an old graveyard and see how many tiny little gravestones there are in the family plots. They were dying left and right. My grandfather was one of 13 children, three lived. That was commonplace. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's, um, it's like people forget that and then they conveniently don't want to care anymore. Like, oh, that didn't happen. Yeah. The problem is, is they like to use the, the, the option of like, well, look, we haven't had an outbreak in so long. Why, you know, it's convenient that it's going, it's like, no, because people were getting vaccinated, you fuck. And then people stopped because, oh, this is coming from hmm, science that's questionable. So we're going to stop doing that. Oh, wow. Look, there's a boom. Yeah. Like they can't. And, New, and, and I'm not I'm not surprised at all that New York was the one that made the first shake on this because they are living pretty close to each other. Yeah. You know, and you have a lot of people that don't, aren't vaccinated. That shit's going to spread like the damn plague. Yeah, and California state um, strickened it up after there was I a, heard, that yeah. measles outbreak in Disneyland, and even Arizona's now, going the fucking opposite direction. It yeah. pisses me off. Yeah, I heard about that. I was like, oh, geez. well, Arizona. The pro- the, the problem is. The problem with it in Arizona got, is actually now, one of Arizona's got, strengths. And now you got Republicans that are going for that. Yeah. Like like the anti-vaxxers have latched on to, to something that's always been true in Arizona where Arizona is very government hands-off. And it, 
it's it's kind of like that true that true Republican style. Right. Like you do what you want to do. Here's some laws. So you're not an asshole. Right. But certain ideals like the anti-vaxxers can take advantage of that and go, well, you it's none of your business. Yeah. You know. So now we, here we have kids going to school. It's like, oh well, they they don't have to have it because they religiously exempt or something like that. Right. You know and. It, it's getting annoying, and there is a there is a bit of a, a bit of talk here too, um, with the with the younger cats. Uh, the younger people in this in this state are taking over because they're starting to graduate from the three universities we have here, and they're starting to be a little bit more vocal, and um, they are speaking out about the 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 whole kids going to school shit yeah. without vaccines. So hopefully, I mean. You can only hope that stuff like that will work itself out. Just some states are going to be slower than others. Yeah. I mean, you can get um, you can get weed here medically, <laughs> and we're moving. Yeah. We're moving slowly, <laughs> but slow. we're moving. Baby steps, baby steps. Right. Um. Yeah. So that was oh. a serious conversation to end <laughs> on our E three special. Right. Exactly. All right. Well, that's our episode for this week. Thanks for joining us. If you want to help us out, there are two ways you can. One, you can uh, leave us a review wherever you get the show. Recommend the show to your friends. Leave reviews so that it helps us out. And two, if you really want to help us out, you can donate. Head over to lazygeeks.com and check and click on the donate a button. You can also follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash thelazygeeks. Twitter and Instagram are both one word at the lazy geeks. Um, like I said, one word, uh, send us some feedback, comments, suggestions for episodes or your favorite conspiracy theories, as well as your, um, comments on E3, your likes and dislikes. We definitely want to hear that at the geeks at the lazy geeks.com. And, uh, if you want more contact from us, just head over to the blog, the lazy geeks.com. Uh, sorry, I didn't really post much in the last week, except for I think Microsoft and Bethesda's uh, E3 roundup. This cold really kind of kicked my ass, so I pretty much just laid in bed. And when I got to the computer yesterday to start working on stuff, I'm, my eyes are trying to adjust. Going, God, I haven't looked at a computer screen in like five days. Right. <laughs> so you're just kind of like, okay, I need to get used to this. Uh, so thanks for checking us out. So until next time, live large. If you ain't living large, you ain't living at all. Mm-hmm.